This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to episode 94 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I train, certify, and mentor people who want to become directors of operations. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you enjoy operations, meaning project management, human resources, all different aspects of HR, maybe financials, data, reporting, any of that, you likely have a knack for operations. And this is the exact place that you should be. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you listen to the last two episodes, we were talking about mentors and the types of people that you need in your business as you continue to grow and scale. So to wrap this up, I wanted to share a little bit with you guys, somewhat of a little behind the scenes, but just what I have been doing over the last year as I have been transforming, growing, developing, et cetera. It's no surprise that I am a pretty big advocate of having some personal growth and development, but I know that you're here to go a little bit deeper in the professional side of things. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. What I have done as the CEO and the founder of the Ops Authority in the last year to continuously grow and develop. So I'm going to be giving you some of the resources that I've used, the podcast, books, programs, and also let's go ahead and kick off with kind of my why. So I began this business in 2015, which is wild because it's 2021 and we're already halfway through 2021. So I've been in business about five and a half years. And through that timeframe, of course, we have seen so many different iterations, but I would say I started to have enter the growth phase of business about two years in. And then I worked really, really hard to move from growth to scaling. And I believe that we're at the very beginning of our scaling journey right now. So we see our programs are becoming more and more predictable. Our team is being built out. So there's been a lot of work internally inside, like meaning mindset wise, to be able to get to this point. But then also on the flip side, really building out the program in a way that fits me, my personality, my style, my goals, so that my vision can actually be that, be a true vision. And anytime you're building something like this or whatever it is that you desire to build, you're likely going to run up against obstacles and find places of weakness. And maybe weakness isn't the right word, but you're going to run across things that just don't feel like they're in your wheelhouse. They feel like they're inevitable. You have to do them, but just something about it does not feel like it's your best, easiest thing. So As you guys all know, operations comes super easy to me. So putting together a program, sketching it out, even the delivery part of it is not difficult for me. Creating the content, yes, there's a little bit of a delay, but that's mostly because I have massive perfectionism. But 
as I look at business as a whole, there were some gaps I had just because in my corporate role, my scope of work was very, very narrow. Remember, I worked in a large, large company. And so I was working on a very small scope because there was so many different people. When you come into your own business and specifically as an entrepreneur or anybody self-employed, you have the responsibilities of every side of business, whether you want them or whether you don't, whether you're good at them or whether you're not. So in that transition, from expanding myself from that corporate scope, which was pretty narrow. It felt really, really big and indeed it was. But from going from that corporate life into running my own business, like in my own operation, my own, this entire entity, it was much more robust of a scope than I had ever dealt with before. So in the beginning, it felt like, oh, this is easy. We'll figure it out. We'll do it. And that was probably a little bit more rah-rah than it really was. So Now that I've been doing this for over five years, I can tell you that the areas of knowledge that I needed as I made this transition were in the financial acumen space. So I am a spreadsheet. I'm a process person. Like I can figure out the predictions. I can definitely go deep in financials, but here's the deal. Being aware of what financials are important is one thing actually doing them, running them and managing them in your own business is a whole other ballgame. And I don't believe anywhere that people are teaching entrepreneurs the true depth of financial acumen that you need to run a sustainable business that's not only going to be sustainable, but is going to allow you to scale. And of course, in my learnings, I know that the best learning I did was on the job training, seeing where my gaps are, being really honest with myself. But that is an area that I continue to dive into. I continue to get stronger in. I read about it. I study about it. And it doesn't really stop at just the the business finances, because obviously, the business finances lead over into our personal finances. And so in addition to the business part of financials, I have also deepened and grown my knowledge in retirement, in annuities, in all that nerdy stuff that I used to think old people sat around and talked about. <laughs> I think I've turned into one of those old people. But it is it is also knowledge that I feel is fundamental. And man, if I could turn back time, I would start looking at investing and at retirement portfolios way sooner than I did. You guys know as a director of operations, a previous chief of staff for a Fortune 150 company, I am amazing at doing the execution. I'm amazing at integrating and leading people. Those are skills that come really natural to me. The difficult part of having my own business and really getting to the point of scale was that vision. So I needed to be able to dream and find a place that I could imagine what this business could do, the power it could have in this world, my real why for devoting so much energy, time, expertise, investing into this business, I had to really, and I'm still doing it, work very deeply on identifying what my vision is. And I can tell you that the stronger our financial position gets, the easier it is for me to be able to cast a bigger vision. That's not to say that my vision five years ago didn't have worth because it got me to here. But I do know that the more I can see and project where we can grow, how many lives we can change, how much we can give back, different types of nonprofits that we can start, my vision is so much stronger and bolder. And I, to one degree, 
to some degree, I just needed experience and I needed the success to come so that I could continue to just drive that vision forward and also expand it. So financials and vision are two areas that I just, I'm always, always, always going to come back to because I think that they're fundamental in ensuring growth and that direction. So the third area that I kind of thirst for knowledge on is in the human resources space. I have 10 years of experience in corporate human resources, and it gave me an amazing foundation. I was also the recipient of innate people skills. Just That's just the way I was made. Just like many of you guys that are listening today, it's just the way I was made. And so the science of human resources I learned on the job in corporate, but the soft skill part is the part I wish I would have leaned into far earlier because I believe that the science and the facts can be learned, but having those innate people skills, they've got to be something, ladies, that you consider monetizing because there is such a great need for the use of this. But in my own quest for knowledge, I'm always looking into HR practices. It drives a lot of the learning and reading that I do. I subscribe to SHRM, S-H-R-M dot org, which stands for the Society of Human Resource Managers. And it's important to me that I stay up with what is happening. And there's a whole lot of information on that site. I find it to be one of the things that I have no problem contributing to. I think it's $200 a year, but the amount of knowledge I get from them is insane. It helps me. You you just see such a wide variety of both corporate business, small business, the legalities. I mean, HR has about 25 different components to it. So it's just a, it's a nice hub for me to always be able to lean into. And underneath, I would say underneath HR, the other piece that I'm always wanting to know more and more about is the Colby. So K-O-L-B-E, that is number one, an organization. It's a certification. It's also an index to get to know how people's natural tendencies to process work. And this has been foundational in my work all the way back to corporate, but it's even played a bigger, bigger role, much bigger role since I've had my own business and as I help other people to identify talent. So my growth and development from a knowledge perspective is also heavily tied to the Colby. Now that's not to say that I'm not looking at all the other instruments that are out there. I love Strength Finders Disc. You know, there's new ones that are popping up often and I lo- I'm like a nerd for that stuff. So any of that are areas that are easy for me to hop into to know that I still have more learning to do. So as I was planning for this podcast, I wanted to start there and to let you guys know that regardless of where you are in your business, if where I am is where you want to be, or you want to leapfrog me a hundred times over, it is so important to understand where your gaps are and also what you need to stay apprised of your industry. And I wanted to share those with you guys today. So financial acumen, secondly, creating and casting a vision super imperative to your continued success and growth. And then for me in that human resources space, just staying plugged in, making sure that I am always aware of what's happening and Colby being one of those, it's maybe more of a personal interest, but I wanted to share those with you guys. Now I'm going to transition into some of the books and the podcast that I listen to and I have read in the last year that have been really, really impactful. So I'm in the car an awful lot 
when I'm not voxering, you will find me listening to books and podcasts. Actually, I'm going to share something with you guys. Since starting my business, I've been obsessed with business. And I don't mean that as in a crazy dramatic. It's really true. I love what I do. It's so easy for me to push my thoughts to business because I'm connected to so many wonderful people. But I've really had to stop and slow down how much listening and learning I was doing in the car just so I could find a little bit more peace. And I've been really diligent about turning off podcasts because that's been my default for so long and getting back to listening to some really good music. (laughs) It's kind of like my time to be free a little bit. So I still listen to plenty of podcasts a week, but I am just being more aware on that personal front of trying to maintain balance and to give myself another outlet. So little extra for you there. But as far as books, I'm going to list these off for you guys. You can also check in the show notes and we will have a list of all of them there too. But I'm going to share 10 books that I have read in this last year that have been very helpful. And I believe anyone that's listening to this podcast who is interested in establishing, growing, scaling a business, these are really powerful. First one, And it's not a book that you have possibly heard about, but Bigger Than You by Kelly Roach. This, obviously, she is my business coach and you guys are aware of that through other episodes that I have put out. And I'm not saying that this is one of the best books because she is my coach. Before I ever coached with her, this was the book that actually told me that this woman had what I needed. So Bigger Than You is really, it's just a comprehensive business book and it shows off her knowledge in a great way, but I have taken plenty from that book and implemented it into our business. I believe that some of the foundations that are laid out in this book have allowed me to scale faster in the last 24 months. Secondly, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Wow, what a super strong book. It's mostly in the realm of productivity, which is something that every entrepreneur is, actually anybody, I I would recommend this book to someone even outside of the business space, but I want you to check that out too. Blue Ocean Strategy by Chan Kim. Wow, this was the book that actually encouraged me to see what I was doing as a blue ocean. I really want every single person to take a look at this book, but it basically said what I was doing, yes, other people can have the same skill set, but I can do it my way and create a much larger ripple effect, have a greater impact. Blue Ocean Strategy, awesome, awesome book. Next, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Honestly, anything that Patrick Lencioni has written, they are easy reads, they're fast listens, but he is he's a maven in this space, in this leadership space. And The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, it's one of his many books, but he, I believe he's one of the best instructors, mentors, leaders, thought leaders in the space of growing teams. So I hope you'll give that a listen to or a read either way. <laughs> Built to Sell by John Warlow. So When I started this business, I had one goal, and that was to be able to replace my corporate income ASAP, because I always say this, but I work to build my legacy, and I knew without replacing that income, it was going to be harder for me to do that. So I started this business really scrappy, very lean, never accepting one investment from anybody else. So it's been self-funded and fully funded by us the entire time. 
And that was important to me. As my business has grown and scaled, I remember hearing people say, you know, are you going to sell your business or is that a goal that you have? And I used to dismiss them like, oh my goodness, why would I do that? This is, you know, it's my body of work. It's what I do. And a mentor said, read the book, don't have any judgments on it and just listen to what they say. And of course, in the back of my head, I'm trying to, I'm rationalizing this a million different ways, saying that this person is really wanting me to sell my business. Like I made a big story out of it. Please read Built to Sell by John Warlow. It was an awesome read. I'm so glad that my friend pretty much pressured me into reading it. But what I walked away with is so many of us have something that is bigger than us that actually can be sold. Maybe it's not your entire business. Maybe it's some intellectual property. Maybe there's an acquisition that's going to be coming up the road for you. How many times do we hear of some of these startups being sold to bigger entities? But I totally and thoroughly enjoy that book. Giftology by John Ruley. So this is a completely different book than the books I have listed above, but this was more on the client experience side. Have you guys ever done the five love languages or looked and learned about the five love languages? Well, (laughs) gifts are not my strong suit. I am much more an acts of service, a words of affirmation person. So gifts, I love them. I love to give them, but receiving them has always been very awkward for me because I would, I, I don't know, it's just the way I'm wired. So someone, an old, actually it's a previous client of mine had recommended reading Giftology. Our entire team read Giftology because we, it was a high ticket program and we were purchasing gifts for the clients along their customer journey. So we all read Giftology and it was kind of like homework that I was given that I was kind of like, fine, I'll read it, not really into it. Wow. I love this book. I lean on it a lot when it comes to showing the value to somebody. It helped me to see that even though I'm a words of affirmation person, how much a gift, a physical token can deepen your relationship. So I know it's a little bit of a different book, but I have to say it was really helpful. Here's another one. This helped me so much with messaging, with sales, with conversations. And this guy, again, is one of those that I just kind of feel is just a legend in his space. But Exactly What to Say is the name of the book by Phil Jones. Super short read. Honestly, it is probably an afternoon. It's not even, it's a very, very small book and it packs a big punch for the length of book that it is. So definitely take a look at that. Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. This, I've read every single Brene Brown book. I'm a huge fan of hers. I love her philosophy. I love the way she supports people, specifically women. And I love that a lot of what she does is research-based. Actually, everything she does is research-based. And I'd be remiss if I told you I didn't love her because she's a fellow Texan. (laughs) But Dare to Lead of all of her books, I think Dare to Lead makes the most sense to recommend to you guys. This is kind of a bonus, but my favorite book in my entire life that I've ever read in the areas of self-development is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. That's not officially on this list, but I had to share that. Alrighty. And one that I read late last year was called The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You. One of the gals in my mastermind had read it and she had posted it in our group and just said, hey, you guys listen to the, you know, take a listen. This is in the middle of COVID. 
so I was at home. So I actually read this book. I didn't listen to it because I was at home and wasn't spending much time in the car. And for whatever reason, that's the time when I listen to books. But I read The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You. And it's an empowerment book, but the story is incredible. It's directed to females, but but Lydia Finney, the author, gives us her experience in being in a male-dominated space and just making lemonade out of it. I recommend this book to every single person. Actually, if you have asked in one of our groups or in a group that we share, when anyone asks me or has asked me in the last couple of months, I always tell them, make sure you read The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You. The last book I'm going to recommend is Alter Ego by Todd Herman. And this book is as much strategy as it is mindset. I'm going to be honest and let you guys know that I believe this book is not only a business book, it is a personal development book. My children have read it and listened to it. I reference it all the time. Todd Herman, again, was one of my mentors, and I will forever call him a mentor. He was very instrumental in that growth phase of my business. This book came out late last year, and this book alone has helped me with my confidence, has helped me with my mindset. As I walk into difficult conversations, difficult situations, difficult visions that I have placed for myself, but I have no idea how I'm going to fulfill them, go check out The Alter Ego. I do believe it's a family read. It does have a few curse words in there, so be careful if you're not comfortable with that. So those are the 10 books that I would recommend for every single person listening here. In addition to those books are podcasts, and I just wanted to go over a few of those It feels like my podcast time goes up and down, up and down, like it's not super consistent. So I picked out the shows that I listen to the most often. Otherwise, I kind of look when they come out every week and I'm like, ooh, I kind of cherry pick whatever it is that I'm kind of needing at that time. But the first podcast that I want to recommend to everyone is Second in Command by Cameron Harold. So he runs the COO Alliance and he is somebody who brings on basically COO is one level above our director of operations and he interviews them. So it's just kind of a behind the scenes and I learn so much. What amazes me are these COOs that are in billion dollar industries are facing the same challenges that the people in my community as directors of operations are facing. So if this is a line of work that interests you, I want you to listen to his podcast. You're going to hear and see the relatability of what you're doing. And it's humbling sometimes to know that we're facing the same things that people who are running big, huge teams, huge budgets are really facing the same things. The second podcast is called Marketing for Coaches. It was recently rebranded. If you're looking in Apple Podcasts, you may have to look under Get a Grip. And the host is Matthew Kimberly. Well, he is just an amazing human. I've met him in person and he's a big inspiration to me, but I love his no-nonsense. He's actually very, very funny as well. But I love that he has content that is specific to how to market as a coach. If you are a service-based professional, you know that our lines between service work and coaching get blurred quite often. Another podcast is What Works by Tara McMillan. I think she is the best interviewer of anyone in the podcasting space. I was lucky enough to be on her podcast a year and a half ago, and it's one of the greatest achievements that I have ever had. But I love listening to Tara. She gets 
guests that are not necessarily the popular ones that are on the circuit. She gets real people to tell their stories, and there's such a significant lesson from every single podcast. You guys know that marketing is one of my weaknesses. I'm super curious, just like I kind of told you in the beginning, like there there are parts of the business that you may not be gifted in. That's not the way you were made or that's not your personal interest, but you have to just keep diving in and learning and rounding those sharp edges out. Marketing is, is that for me. So to get my dose of marketing in the specific industry that I am in, I love to listen to Emily Hirsch, Not Your Lazy Marketers podcast. I listen to it pretty faithfully on a weekly basis. Number one, they're short. Number two, she gives away a lot in those few minutes that she shares with us. And I feel like a lot of it is implementable. (laughs) I don't know if that's a word, but I just, I really appreciate what she does. Getting into some of the more, more personal development kind of podcast, I love to listen to the Life Coach School by Brooke Castillo. I enjoy the way that that relates to business, to health, to wealth, to mindset. It's a really broad podcast, but it's one of those I never, ever regret spending time listening to. The last one's a little bit of a wild card, but I think you might like it. This is called The Newsworthy. And I met Erica Mandy, the host of The Newsworthy, several years ago. And The Newsworthy is a 10-minute podcast Every single day, number one, that just blows my mind that anyone could have a daily produced show, (laughs) but it's every single day, it's 10 minutes of news. So it's basically taking your Wall Street Journal, your a really big newspaper and boiling it down into 10 minutes. I love this format. It allows me to understand what's happening in the world. Also, you'd be surprised how much of what's happening into the world really does relate to our economics and to your business. So I love that it's 10 minutes and I get it every single day, Monday through Friday. And it's an awesome tool for all of us to have. Now, I listen to lots and lots of other personal podcasts, but I wanted to stick to the professional ones today. Lastly, I wouldn't wanna close out without sharing the most powerful tool that has allowed me to get to this place and to bring in regular cohorts of 30 people every single time we run our certification program. So I will say, as we're focusing on growth and development here, professionally investing in the Unstoppable Entrepreneur changed the trajectory of this business. It allowed me to get closer to my vision. That's not to say by reading and by listening to all the things that I shared with you today were not as valuable, but (laughs) absolutely having accountability, which is what Kelly has built into her program, allowed me to have that growth so much faster and smoother because I had a support system around that. So I wanted to share that. And that's exactly having gone through the programs that I have gone through has allowed me to build the most comprehensive, the most supportive, a singular program that has a focus on only operators. We are not trying to talk to all the people. So I hope that those of you ladies who have joined our certification program can see that investing, me investing has allowed you to have a better result. And I'm just a big believer in making sure that you continuously push yourself to the extent that you can push. I'm not gonna ever over leverage you or someone who wants to come into our programs either. It has to be the right time, the right place and the right financial position for you to be a part of it. But that's just the way I think. So 
Well, as you know, every single episode, we will give you an ops activity of the week. I want you to head on over to theopsinsiders.com. And there I want you to share a business book that you have read that has really helped you move your business forward. So it's not productivity, it's not personal, but it's the business book that has allowed you to move your business forward. You learned a methodology, you learned something from the book that helped you move forward. Alrighty, friends, I appreciate you hanging out with me today. If you would be so kind, I would love for you to leave a review and rating for me on Apple Podcast. It would make my day to see that we are impacting you. It also helps us to get the word out to more and more people. So if you wouldn't mind heading over to Apple Podcast and leaving a rating and review, that would be much appreciated. Alrighty, friends, I will see you back next week for episode number 95. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.